Well, hey there everybody. Guess what? It's time for another Life Downloaded Live. I am here with my crazy long lockdown hair. And as always, I am joined from Casa de Edge. But she's not here, she's somewhere else. But I am joined by my lovely podcast slash periscope slash twitter cast wife the amazing samantha rink say hi sam hello everybody i am here clutching onto my cup of tea because i'm not awake yet not awake but um i hear that we've already had quite a lot of hellos um people are already saying hello everyone Um, we are actually on samantha's nipple nipple slip watch today i stupidly decided to wear this little little number i found it i think i bought it when i was like 17 um in in like the south of france because i was trying to be cool and like a hippie and i dug it out because i'm uh, as some of you might know i'm shielding at my mother's house and it's really great like i've been finding loads of little gems that i all my buffy memorabilia i have seen your buffy memorabilia on instagram Totally, all the cats crying. And I found this and I was like, I'm gonna wear it today because I've got a really nice tan and you know, my hair's all cute. Um, but yeah, um, it's probably not the best. I, I can already feel it slipping. So you might get more than you're bargaining for today, uh, yeah. everybody. But the, hey. I mean, this show always carries adult themes, but that that's something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right. What you gotta do, what you gotta do. Um, yeah, so what episode are we on? It's quite, we're like... This is our 20th episode of the podcast overall. It's not our 20th live edition, obviously, because we've only been doing that since lockdown. But overall, this is our 20th, 20th episode. And I don't know if you can hear that, but in true life downloaded fashion, I've got building work going on outside. Oh my goodness, so you've swapped. So anyone who is new to Life Downloaded, first of all, welcome. Uh, second of all, yes, we are quite crude and um, we just say what goes on in our heads, which can be um, fun, but sometimes a bit worrying. Uh, but normally we are at my home in Shoreditch in East London. Uh, I've got a nice little flat there. And Dan, God bless him, he always comes to me uh, very gentlemanly because I'm so lazy and I just want to stay in my pajamas. But yeah, normally I've got like building work galore going on and it's been like that for two years. So um, it's only fair that you now take the brunt. Uh, but I do have Lola who is here around my feet, which is my cat who normally I lock out when, when we're at my house. But um, that's kind of gone, that's just like gone out the window now. That's gone so by the cat, by. cat jumps and everything goes kaput. We're just gonna have to live with it. Yeah, cats bring technical issues apparently. And so does my iPad making noise, which it shouldn't be doing. So I'm going to turn that down. Well, I just say that we're normally a little bit more professional than this. Are we, though? We are. Yeah. Gen- generally, are I think we, we are. Generally, I think we are. Did I, did when, we I... first, when we first started Life Downloaded, I would um, sit there and produce our kind of, not our scripts, what we want to chat about, our, our topics. So I would print them out and I would hand them to Dan and we had water bottles and we had biscuits and it was, you know, we had talking points and it was, it was all there. It was professional. Now look what's happened to us. Yeah. I'm bar- I barely got any clothes on. You're, um, you've got technical issues. Yeah. I, I've got a cat meowing. Yeah. It's all gone in the bin. It's all gone a bit pop, but the fact is, you know, we're live, so what can you expect? So we could have been like this all the way through, and I just edited it all out, and we're live now, so that's not possible. But and I quite like it. I quite like it. Authenticity all the way. Mm. Um, so we are still in lockdown. I know a lot of people are... Uh, some people think that life has gone back to normal, um, as I've been <laughs> yeah. looking uh uh, looking at on the news with all the people going to beaches and things like that. That's uh, something we can definitely talk about a little bit later. Um, myself and Dan are in the high risk, uh, vulnerable, although we're not vulnerable, um, category. Um, I know that the UK government uh, said, was it last Monday? Or is it, no, this Monday. It was this Monday. They I don't announced, know. All the uh, days, like most people. I don't know. I don't even one. know my Are we name. in 2021 yet? I don't even know. I don't know. Anyway, they recently said... Uh, that people who have been shielding, uh, so that means no going to the shops, 
no going, you know, Anywhere, for a, really. a run, just yeah. staying where you are. Um, we are now allowed to kind of meet up with one person. And I know that that news came as um, a little bit of a shock to some people. I know that I definitely thought that's not going to happen personally. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, there was real mixed feelings about it and um, you know understandably a lot of people within the disability community of whom many are shielding um, just felt a little bit like I don't know whether you agree Dan they just felt a little bit like the government or society in general had gone oh shit we forgot about them people do you remember them people like the old people and like the disabled people we forgot about them because we told them like not to go anywhere 12 weeks ago mm. we better say something did you get? Did you get that sense? Do you know, like my own political allegiances aside, um, I think generally the government, and I'm being very polite right now, is is a bit fly by night right now. They're they're flying by the seat of their pants a little bit, and I think what annoyed people and shocked people more than anything, apart from the fact that, you know, the announcement was before anybody really planned on anything or or doing anything, is the fact that, you know, this wasn't even at one of the daily press conference briefings. This was slipped out at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night when nobody was really paying attention. So, it's as, it, I agree with you, it's definitely the case of, oh God, we haven't done anything. But what makes it even more controversial is the fact that they've done this after 10 weeks when mm. we're all supposed to be shielding for 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. So it's all just a bit messed up, really. And, you know, I could get onto a po political debate for hours on end and get a bit ranty, and I have got a bit ranty. Anybody that follows me on Twitter will, will realise how ranty I have become... <laughs> I think it's just because I need an outlet. Um, oh, we're all guilty of that right now, though, aren't we? No, but like, I, I, I completely get what you're saying, and I, I think that I, my advice to people, regard again, you know, regardless of what they think, the pol politicians or whoever should have, you know, done more. Um, you know, I think what's quite, uh, what's quite reassuring is, particularly when you've lived with a chronic condition or a disability for a number of years or from birth. You know your body inside out, like you know what's good for you. I yeah, mean, exactly. we, could, we, we both have stories where we've either gone to a doctor's or GP and they, bless them, they've not really known what's best or they've, they've kind of suggested something or, or misdiagnosed something. You know, that is not to kind of um, say horrible things about the, the NHS staff, but it, it's true, you know, I've, had, I've got brutal bones. I've been, you know, I've had many broken a bone and the doctors will not even x-ray me because they don't think it's broken. And I've insisted, I'm like, mate, I'm telling you, it's in it's two broken. pieces. I can, yeah. I can feel it. I can feel it flopping around in it like a, flit, a fish. My arm is broken. And then they've eventually, you know, um, they've eventually x-rayed it. And, and, and they're like, oh my goodness, did you know that you had a broken bone? I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it, I think that we need, to, we need to stick to that. We need to be reassured that we know what's best for us. Okay, look, I appreciate if you've got, you know, dependents, if you've got children that need to go back to school, that's a whole, like, I, I empathise with you, I sympathise with you, that must be really challenging. If you've got to go back to work and your bosses are now saying, well, the government says you can go out and about, so why aren't you doing it? You know, I can imagine that must just be so stressful and unnecessary. Um, I think what I would say is, you know, we definitely have a good enough ground to say that, we can work a lot from home now, mm -hmm. which has been proven. So anyone that feels like they're pressured, you know, who are high risk and they feel like they're pressured to go back to quote unquote normality, whatever that means, um, you know, I think you should hold your ground. I think you should trust your instinct. You know, you know your body, you know what's right for you. You know whether you could limit the, the contact that you come in, into, you know. Um, so definitely be firm. With that, I think you need to set some ground rules and um, and say to people, no, I'm really quite scared. Because let's face it, we have been seeing 
um, hordes and hordes of people, you know, what it looks like to me, just completely going back to how they lived before with absolutely no regard for other people, you know? Uh, that's what it feels like to me. I've yeah. not spoken to them individually, and that's terrifying for someone like myself. Mm. And, I mean, what makes it all the more problematic for those of you that that aren't aware and aren't following politics like a hawk like I am right now... Um, that's why I don't have to, because I just get it from you, Dan. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the beauty, you're the brains. Well, you are beautiful, it's true. but <laughs> And you are very intelligent too, let's not, let's not throw that Meh. away. You Meh. know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, um, when I'm on the Prozac, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for example, the government are trying to push through the fact that members of parliament need to go back to work in the houses of parliament. Oh my goodness. And they are having this argument themselves. They have the virtual voting process, they have all of this, um, to the point that yesterday they had to stand in a queue that was a kilometre long to vote. I mean, what, I mean, what is their reasoning? Is it just pure, I've got a broom up my bottom and this is how we've done it for eons and we, 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 we don't like change? Is that, what, is that what they're saying? I think, I think partly, um, if, I'm being a little bit, if I'm being a little bit of a cynic, um, it's also a case of the, the Tory government are feeling a little bit out of place because Boris Johnson isn't that great without an audience. That's my personal opinion. You may disagree with it. You're more than welcome to. But, you know, there are now MPs that are shielding that literally cannot vote for their constituents because they yeah. cannot get back to the House of Commons. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a number of, like, Baroness Tom, Thomas, you know, there's a, there's a number of um, disabled MPs that um, are, are shielding. And, all, and once again, their, their needs are definitely put to the back of the queue. I mean... Uh, Another gleaming example, and you say that you're getting political on Twitter. Well, I'm getting political on Twitter, but for a different reason, and that is the whole um, um, uh, uh, get you know stopping vehicles in 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 major cities, yes. which is you know which is for, for for quite some time now. You know, with the um, with the kind of um, awareness of climate change, which is, you know, everything, we, you know, everyone should be definitely taken seriously. But I think at the moment, because we are still trying to promote social distancing, um, uh, there's been a, a push for less cars on the road and more people to walk or use bicycles instead of public transport or vehicles. Uh, but once again, you know, disabled people have just not been consulted. No. You know, I know, I know, I mean, I'm shielding at my mum's. I want to stay here at least for another, well, till the end of June. Um, you know, we've kind of made that agreement, which I, because I, I genuinely now have gotten into a routine. Yes, I am missing people, but, you know, things could be a lot worse. You know, I'm able to, to work still quite steadily. It's quite nice. My mum feeding me constantly. I'm putting on weight. It's great. You know, I feel like I'm at a hotel. Um, but no, you know, I am scared about going back to London because I know my, my particularly my building, there are a number of elderly residents and there are a number, uh, at least three more wheelchair users. Um, and I know, diverse building out. I know, right? It's like, hey, here we are. Um, few and far between. But, you know, it's a real concern. Like, I really do want to get back to my life in London. You know, um, although it's been nice being back home and it's nice spending time with my mother, you know, I never thought I'd say that. No, I'm joking. She's like my best friend. Uh, you know, it's been lovely. But, you know, I am 34 and I've been living in London for eight years and it's nice to have that routine back again. And also my cat is getting really, really like diva-ish here. I know she was a diva beforehand, but the, the house here is so beautiful. There's a big conservatory and there's a massive garden that I've been able to let her out. So it's very different to my one-bedroom flat in London. Mm. So the longest she stays here, can you imagine, Dan? Well, it's be a nightmare. They, they so. say that, you know, cats are like their owners, don't they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, but, no what, 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 what are you trying to insinuate there? Well, you said your cat was a diva, my dear. <laughs> I don't know. But what it says in my mug... Sparkle shine. Sparkle shine dream. But no, um, in all seriousness, no, I appreciate that because, you know, 
Lola when you're in London is is very much very much a house cat and she's been And now she does she does smell for the wild. Indeed. She can smell Indeed. them them little mice and the birds she wants to be free. No, but in all seriousness, I think um it has dawned on me that going back home um is going to be a challenge not only because of these proposed um kind of restrictions, which I, I must admit, they are just proposed. I think um, I'm never going to stand in the way of making the world a safer, greener, happier place. No. But I, I think, you know, um, people, people need, disabled people need to be brought in in the conversation. Um, uh, because cause actually we, we, we can come up with really amazing solutions. You know, we, we think on our feet, no pun intended, you know, day in, day out, you know, we, we, we have very much a risk assessment kind of mind, you know, so we would actually be an asset to, to, to bring into any kind of initiative that will shape up how we organize society. Um, but not only that, you know, I am worried about even now that I've been around my mom and my stepdad having those, you know, kind of times alone, I, I'm very comfortable in my own company. But I suppose it's I am getting I don't know, I feel the pressure. I know a lot of people have actually become quite comfortable in lockdown, ironically. Mm. Um, and I get it. I actually get it. I, I always say that, I don't know whether you feel the same. Have you ever, you, you must have spent time in hospital, Dan, maybe when you were younger. Oh, yeah. Um, and maybe uh, anyone that's listening, I always say, even though hospital was pants, because normally you're getting cut open and it's going to be pain involved or it's just not going to be pleasant, but equally, I kind of liked hospital. A, because I used to get, like, jelly and ice cream every night. Which, <laughs> right? And, you know, in a kid's hospital, you get to play with toys that you don't have at home. Great. But also, there was a sense of no one can demand anything of me. I'm in hospital. Like, no one can be horrible to me. No one can ask me to do, you know, homework. No one can ask me to, you know, get that deadline sorted. There's this... There's this almost like a calmness because you've taken yourself out of the daily struggles. Mm. And you've got nurses that are there for you. You've got, you know, um, more support network. So I feel like that's what lockdown has been like for me. I've all of a sudden been in this bubble and, you know, had the support network of my family and and going back to being independent, which is great because I love being independent. But it's uh, it, it's quite it's scaring me at the moment. Well, I guess it all kind of boils down to um, what we talk about often on the podcast, which is the the social model of disability and the fact that you know, where at the moment you're in a place where everything's accessible to you. You've got all the support you need. You've got all of that, and it's the it's the fear and the unknown. Although you've got a great support network in London as well. I know I've met many many of them and been to your flat and everything else. It's that thing that the support network isn't necessarily as complete or as strong as it is when you're at home. Oh, um, uh, you know, absolutely, absolutely, and and I again, you know, I'm sure people are feeling exactly the same, you know, and we've also, you know, even though we've 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 learned how to work differently, you know, um, I think it's great that we're we're able to do like downloaded live, which is fantastic. It, it brings a different element to it, and I know that a lot of people that maybe were denied, um, you know, kind of be partaking in activities or being employed are now, you know, able to 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 say, hang on a minute, we can definitely work remotely. But I think there's that um, I think there's that worry, I suppose, that if if once once lockdown is completely over and we kind of go back to normality, if we do adopt some of these new methods, which I think is great, my concern is will that actually stunt the the growth of inclusion and diversity? Because you know, if someone turns around and says, "Yeah, but you can work remotely, so you don't need to come to our group meeting," but actually, there's something quite valuable about being invited to that group meeting and being able to participate. So I think I think that, you know, it throws up all these new kind of questions and, and, and concerns because I'm sure 
you know, I've got a very good agent who listens to me and definitely takes my lead with 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 anything that I I'm involved with. But uh, you know, I'm sure there will be um, uh, certain projects that now will will you know be offered up to me. Oh, why don't you just do it at home? You know, or you can just do that on a Zoom. Mm-hmm. And although a lot of my anxiety and triggers um, for depression and things come from things like having to take public transport, having to go to a building that I've never been before and thinking oh my god is it accessible because you know what it's like you know you get the call you're on the call and it's like are you sure it's accessible are you sure yeah 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 if you get there there's literally like five steps into the bloody office so that all that kind of really adds to it but once i'm there and i feel like i'm part of a group or i'm i'm in front of a hundred a thousand people delivering a keynote you know, that for me is where I literally get my kicks, yeah. you know, that's like endorphin. So it's um, even that's concerning me at the moment. Like where, where are we going to get this happy medium? Do you think uh, I'm, do you think I'm, what do you no, reckon? I, I, I think, think so. that's, I think that's what it's about, isn't it? Is the fact that it is about achieving the balance. Yeah. You know, the world has seen now that people can work remotely, which is great. And it should definitely now be more of an option than it ever has been. End of. But that doesn't mean that it should become the only option for disabled people. The only option for anybody. It should be part of a... Without wanting to sound too much like a politician. It (laughs) needs to be part of the toolkit that companies, businesses, society uses to make sure that whatever your situation is, you have every opportunity open to you (laughs) to be part of the process, the conversation, the event, whatever that may be. And you see, this is the joy of being live. Aaron's just said in the comments that Keir Starmer has just raised about issues about disabled people in Prime Minister's questions. Right Damn it, Janet, that Keir Starmer. Oh. I kind of fancy him, is that weird? You fancy Keir Starmer? I feel like I did. I feel like I saw him the other day and I was like, oh, maybe I, maybe it's lockdown. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, some might anyone, argue he's got a bit of a silver me? fox thing going on. He's... Does anyone agree with me? Please say that you agree with me. Does anyone? anybody that's watching fancy Keir Starmer? I can't even, I can't even take it back because it's live. <laughs> no, you can't. It's live and it's being recorded for posterity. I feel really upset now. No, I can, I can see done. that though. You know, he's 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 a put together bloke. He's an intelligent yeah. bloke. He's I like a... my older men. I like you know people that are assertive. Yeah, and it, you know, I mean, he's a he's a barrister, so winning. Yeah, like winning. as well as well as right. leader of the. Okay, Labour I'm hold, I'm sticking to it. I'm not taking that back. I think he's cute. Fair enough. We've heard it here first. Life downloaded, 3rd of June, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Sam fancies Keir Starmer. Rachel said there is something about him in the oh comments. Oh, my God, I love you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that sigh of relief. That was a beautiful sigh of relief. I know. I'll give you a tenner later, Rachel. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Aaron so, says it's better than liking Boris. So. Oh, yeah, well, do you know what? Do you know what? Yes, you are 100% right. So it could get a lot worse. Uh, poor Boris, bless him, he gets a lot of uh, stick, doesn't he? Um, so I have, I wanted to actually talk to you um, about something that we've mentioned in um, our previous um, Life Downloaded um, um, podcast, is that just before lockdown, I was about to embark on a journey of cognitive behavioral therapy. I don't yes, know whether you I remember, remember you telling me, yeah. Um, so I had my, pre- I, can't, and I can never say this word, preliminary. Is that right? Preliminary, yep. Yeah, Yay, three times fast. No. Preliminary, uh, preliminary, preliminary. Oh, winning. Gold star for you. Um, so I was about to start. So and it, this is this has been something that I've been meaning to do for some time. I, I do struggle with anxiety. I have had um, you know, moments of depression, and like a lot of us, I procrastinated and I put it off. And you know, I tried counselling, but I tried, um, um, I tried it, just I didn't get the right counsellor. Anyway, so I felt really liberated after my first consultant 
consultancy. So an hour really got, you know, just, I thought, my goodness, I'm actually making steps towards a better well-being and better mental health for, for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously pandemic um, came along and um, I got a message from my GP saying, sorry, all services are suspended, which actually blew my mind because given the fact that more people are experiencing mental health concerns right now, the fact that my GP or the services were completely completely stopped mm. um, was a little bit worrying, a little bit worrying. Um, uh, anyway, that's another, you know, kind of, oh, another issue. But they, they messaged me and they said, we can start, we can start uh, doing them again. And they gave me some options and I decided to go for four, four sessions or uh, telephone sessions. And it was really interesting. Now, I've only had the one session and uh it's 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 interesting for one because i'm not i'm not in london and a lot of my anxiety comes from being in london and having to do things independently so actually i've been quite chilled in lockdown as for the reasons we mentioned earlier yeah yeah um but it was really quite interesting because i'm sure cognitive behavioral therapy will help me in some way and it's wonderful for some people but i i this is why i think that we need more therapists um, or um, help med- mental health professionals who actually have disabilities because I genuinely found talking to this gentleman that when I was raising some of my concerns uh, particularly about having you know brittle bones and a lot of the anxiety uh, that comes from that um, when he was paraphrasing God bless him he was equating my fear of breaking a bone which I've had over 200 so I don't find it an irrational fear um, to someone worrying about having a plane crash. So, um, so I'm I don't know I don't know whether I'm going to really struggle. Um, I'm obviously going to use the tools, but I definitely think that moving forward, I would love to have someone who can empathise and who doesn't have any of these unconscious bias and who doesn't see disability in a certain way or who can kind of relate a little bit is anyone who's listening uh has anyone experienced any counseling does anyone know of any counselors that have disabilities and would that be an issue for for you um have you have you found that counselors just don't really get disability and that can be quite problematic aaron says he's done some counseling but his was very much Carl Rogers and person-centred. Okay, cool. Corinne is being very kind. On a, on Periscope, where we're streaming, we're getting super hearts, which means they really love it. Um, I love hearts. On Periscope. I'm going to try and do that, but I've got a really weird, dodgy little finger. It doesn't do it properly. I've got, <laughs> I've got really bendy, like, fingers. Yeah. So I just can't do it. See, really I I've just not got the dexterity look. Maybe... Oh, maybe, well, maybe go for it. oh you can do it like that. Can I do it like that? Is that good enough? There you go. Yours is better than mine. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> Getting back so, to counselling. So yeah, I know, so back to counselling. So I am going to I am I am I am totally the person that um goes, no, 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 I know best and, and I'm just gonna give it up. So I definitely need to kind of get my e put my ego to one side and 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 you know, sit back and listen to what they're wanting me to do, and really try and um, implement them in my lives, hmm. my life. Um, but yeah, it was. It's it's difficult when you're bearing your soul, or you're being very very open to a stranger who just doesn't seem to get it. Doesn't quite get it. Yeah, no. Doesn't quite get uh, it. You know, and I I can appreciate that for sure. Like, it's it's the whole thing of lived experience and it being as much as you know people try and do what they can and try and understand sometimes that lived experience is invaluable and you know it's why you know disabled people talk about the disabled community because we all have that lived experience yes our experience is all slightly different because we've all got different impairments. Like, I, I will. I've never broken a bone. Touch wood. Right, rub uh, it in. No, but uh, 
you know, I've cracked crack my head open Dan. four times. Not a competition. I've cracked my head open four times. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's it. But I can appreciate, because I still, I still, you know, I'm looking at places going, am I going to fall on my ass on a regular basis? Yeah. So the the experience is personal and different, but that shared understanding is is what makes it valid. And, you know, it's that whole thing throughout society, isn't it? I mean, we were talking about disabled people giving their lived experience to making the world more accessible. It's all about lived experience and getting those people with that lived experience in whatever role it may be, whether it be therapy, whether it be trying to sort out making transport greener and social distancing in this, this new world that we're in and making things more accessible. It's just about pulling on people's lived experience all the way around. I mean, you know, I've I had some therapy when I was a teenager and I, I was very for mainly because of needle phobia, still the biggest needle phobic on the planet. But while I was there, also dealt with a bunch of other stuff that's probably made me a more rounded guy overall. Um yeah. I yeah. So, you know, Anybody that goes all oh, therapy, no, there's use. There's uses for everyone. Oh no, completely. I'm not poo-pooing on therapy. I think it's great. I've had it in the past. Um, there's certainly been people that have uh, uh, therapists that have warmed you more, or, or um, you know, have got me a little bit more. But I think, I think, do you know what? I think because I'm a little bit more aware of, you know, um, as a campaigner, and you know yourself, we're just a bit more aware of injustices. I can't, even say, I can't speak today. Justices. There we go. What the heck is wrong with me? Um, don't answer that. But, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a lot more aware. I think, you know, prior to being a campaigner, I kind of just shut up and put up. And, uh, you know, when when people were kind of, you know, like these little microaggressions or these little digs or these these kind of um, um, very ableist views came my way, I probably didn't even register them. Mm. And if I did, I just was like, oh, okay. But I think now I'm just a bit, I'm a bit older and I'm just a bit self-aware and I, you know, and I also talk a lot more with people from the community and I hear, you know, what they go through daily. I think this is what, for now, for me, this is why I would really like a counsellor or, or a therapist that has some kind of um, um, understanding on a deeper mm. level. I mean, I, um, a friend of the family who's a psychotherapist, you know, just, just randomly chatting the other day and uh, I've got I've got 15 hours personal assistant time. Yeah. And you know what it's like. So when I don't have a fracture, I'm pretty self-sufficient. The only two things I really struggle with is making my bed. Like, it's really hilarious. I should film it one day, me trying to make my bed. I literally have to, like, crawl into the duvet and, like, hard work and take my bins out because my bins are downstairs in a very obscure place. Um, I can pretty much do most things, but my PA definitely helps alleviate um, just the stresses and the worries. When of I've course. got a fracture, when I've got a fracture, I'm like a baby, and I need pretty much everything doing for me. But we all know, if I were to write on a piece of paper when I'm applying for a PA, I'm fine most of the time. But when I'm bra- when I'm broken, which could be any day, mm. um, I need more care. You know what it's like. They'll be like, no, not not disabled enough. Let's move on. So. So if I get 15 hours, and I was explaining this to this uh, psychotherapist. She said, yeah, but you definitely need more, though. It's not enough. You definitely need more. And I thought, gosh, you've how do you know I need more? Actually, for me, as it stands, probably don't need, if I'm not broken, probably don't need 15 hours. Mm. You know, I hope no one from DWP are watching this. Yeah. That. No. That's like... That's but, like that's like my 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 direct payments cut. <laughs> no, but the thing is, you you do, and you know, and I'm not saying that somebody that doesn't have the lived experience can't empathise and can't understand, but it's the case of generally, if you, it it's like when I argue for. Sorry, I'm on a different thought process, but it's like when I'm doing um, equality stuff for acting work. You can employ a disabled actor to play a disabled character, or you can employ a non-disabled actor to 
play a disabled character. Now, that non-disabled actor will do everything they can, hopefully, to try and make it an, as an authentic portrayal as possible. However, you can save yourself six months of work by employing the disabled actor in the first place who can then just concentrate on giving the best performance in terms of character because they don't have to figure out how the impairment works as well. I completely agree. And it's it doesn't mean that non-disabled counsellors or non-disabled people can't do a good job and be good allies, but if you've got somebody with lived experience, you cut your workload in half. Completely. Completely. Um, and that's basically what it boils down to. And and gives that authenticity. Mm. And being authentic across the board, whether it's acting, whether it's giving support, is actually really quite invaluable. Um, so if anyone knows of any uh, therapists that are have a disability or think that would definitely um, get me, <laughs> drop it in the... Drop it in the inbox. Drop it in the um, inbox, tweet us, email us on I will let everyone know how I get on, and I promise that I will put my ego to one side, and I won't judge too much, and I will do my homework. I'll do my little diary that I'm supposed to be doing, which is strange. Um, and I will, I will keep you all up to date, because I do believe that, you know, the first step is actually getting the help and I'm grateful that the help is available to me mm. on the NHS, you know, like, I mean, that's absolutely wonderful to have. So I'm not, um, I'm not kind of devaluing that whatsoever, but it's a, it's an interesting topic and it's something that I would love to maybe look into a little, a little bit more. Um, you mentioned the word ally, Dan, and I've been, I've been doing quite a lot of interviews as of late because I'm so popular. Um, and a lot of uh, people, ask what would make a good ally to someone specifically with a disability have you got have you got um if there's a, anyone that's tuning in that is non-disabled um how, how how can they be a good ally to people with impairments first point listen listen it's that simple listen and don't listen and pay lip service and go yeah yeah but actually listen and when deaf and disabled people tell you, look, this is really good, keep doing it. Sorry, Spider-Man on my desk making random noise. Um, but when, you know, the disabled person goes, this is really good, keep doing it. Or this is a bit shit, don't do it that way, try doing it this way. Listen, it's not, you know, it's not about personal attacks it's not about you know you're doing it wrong da, 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 da. but you can be a better ally if you listen flat out completely i completely agree and i think not uh, being offended if someone says that you know you might be being a bit ableist or you've used the wrong terminology you know it's not about shaming you it's not about making you feel bad but heck we all do it Yep. You know, I've made mistakes. I oh, used I mean. to, you know, I mean, I used to use wheelchair bound all the time until someone pointed it out to me. And as soon as they, you know, cleared it up for me, I was like, okay. But I have to admit, right at the beginning, like my ego was a little bit like, oh, oh, how dare they tell me what to do? Mm. But when I, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm all about proper language and you know, respecting people's choice to to use correct language. Mm. So I think, uh, you know, that's. That's definitely one way to be an ally. And I also think, you know, particularly now we're in lockdown, um, you know, some of us are still actually adhering to the the rules, um, so to speak. Me, over here, hi. Um, and, you know, now is the time, as we've got a, maybe a little bit more free time or spare time on our hands, is to actually, you know, learn about other other minority groups. And that, that's, that's across the board, you know. Um, you know, follow someone on Instagram that maybe has a disability. I think one of the things I'm actually, you know, loving is I've, like, made lots of lockdown buddies. Um, people that lockdown friends. Yeah, lockdown friend, friend. <laughs> um, and, you know, a number of them with um, a variety of impairments. And it's been 
it's been great for me as well because I feel like I'm my eyes are opening, you know, um, because I, I, I'm learning all the time. So I think I think you know use your time wisely and um, and educate yourself. I don't think anyone can. There's no there's no excuse to be ignorant anymore. I genuinely believe that. I, I think we live in a world where you know information is at our fingertips. You know, a lot of us have smartphones. Okay, not everyone, but a lot of us do. And, you know, when you're on that underground tube station, you know, on the commute at work again, you know, um, maybe maybe Google my name and look at all my Metro articles. There are three-minute reads, <laughs> you know. Um, and they put you down solid, to be fair. Exactly. You might learn something. So I think I think that's important. I think it's important that we're, we're, we're coming together at the moment because I genuinely... I genuinely feel a little bit disheartened at the moment when I am seeing a lot of people, not all, but I am seeing a lot of people just blatantly um, going back to normality. You know, some are doing it because they believe, you know, the economy is more important. Um, some people are coming from a place of ignorance. But that actually makes me feel quite vulnerable in many ways. Mm. You know, like I don't have allies that don't actually care about my my needs or the needs of other people that are uh, in the same boat. Have we got any questions there, Dan? uh, I'm looking at the comments on the screen, which is why I'm sort of looking away. We've had quite a few. Um, Aaron says he hates the term wheelchair bound. It makes his skin crawl. Corinne says it's okay not to feel okay. Um, Adam Pearson, the lovely Adam Pearson, has popped in to say hello and as always, he heightens the level of debate by going, "What's your favourite bear? I like pandas." Uh, so Sam, what is your favourite bear? Uh, that's really hard. <laughs> I like pandas too. <laughs> Care bears. Care, Care bears. bears. Care bears are a good shout. I personally think if I was to choose a bear, it could possibly be. The polar bear. The polar bear is my favourite bear. But they could kill you. They're like cute, but they're lethal. Like, at least you could cuddle a panda. <laughs> you could cuddle. Well, I don't know. Could you cuddle a panda? Maybe that. Yeah, I see it all the time in the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm a polar Thanks, Adam. bear fan. Thanks, Adam, for that. That was that really helped our our really highbrow um, conversation. conversation. <laughs> Uh, just diminished, diminished our live chat to, to you know, but simplistic yeah, you know, form. We do keep an eye on the comments. I mean, the lovely Kelly's back and she's been saying that, you know, she's got concerns earlier um, because we were talking about kids going back to school and she says her daughter's going to nursery and she's got concerns about that. So, you know, I think I think the feelings are all over the place. But, you know... In that important worldly debate of favourite bears, uh, Adam now says, Thank you, polar bears are the largest carnivore. Good decision. Thank you, Adam. I'm glad you appreciate my bear choice. What about my bear choice? <laughs> what, the Care Bears? Yeah. The thing is, can you, can, can you remember the name of no. any of the Care Bears? No. <laughs> Adam, I know you'll know. Adam doesn't know. I don't even know if I had one. I don't even know if I had one. There was a sunshine bear. I'm pretty sure there was a sunshine bear. I, yeah, we didn't. We, we, my dad was an antique dealer, so we didn't get like all the news, like you know the new stuff. Mm. It was like here, have like a bear that smells like it's been in someone's attic for five years. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's Go on, upset. Aaron. Name us some Care Bears. You work at Hamleys. Tender Heart anyone... Bear. Love Which a Lot one? Bear. Sunshine Bear. Everybody's naming Care Bears right now. If people are just tuning in now, this would like this is just like I might as well just give up my career. Is there a Sunshine and a Sunshine Bear? Are they two different bears, Aaron? Fill the gap for me. Come on, Aaron. No problem. No problem. Get Googling. But yeah, Rachel says there's a tender heart bear, a love a lot bear, a sunshine bear. Can you still get them? 
Well, Aaron works at Hamley's right now, and he's naming the bears, so... Aaron, do you get a discount? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've established that Sam wants a Care Bear. Oh, anything. I love, like, toys just in general. That came out wrong. Um, <laughs> um, I like teddy bears. Hey, Ayrshire man. Welcome from Glasgow. How is it up there? Oh, oh dar- darling, darling, tell him that, it, well, you've joined at the worst time ever. We were having a really, you know, um, thought-provoking conversation, and now we're talking about Care Bears. So you might as well just, like, leave now, you know, because it's probably not going to get any better, unless you really like Care Bears. <laughs> Adam says that didn't come out wrong at all, Sam. He's... All right, Adam, you keep it in your hands. <laughs> Um, Aaron says they've had him at Hamley's for 35 years since they've debuted. So there you go. I, I could do with some Sylvanian family as well, though. Quite like that. Sylvanian families. That's, yeah. that's going back a bit. Victoria could, uh... on Facebook says there are Care Bear cousins too, like lions and stuff. See, I'm learning right now. Mind is blown. Build-A-Bear did Care Bears apparently as well. They're overpriced though, Build-A-Bear, sorry. <laughs> controversial. <laughs> controversial. I've never am, had one. As a 35-year-old man, I am comfortable saying I am a fan of Marvel Build-A-Bears. All right. It's true. All right. <laughs> All right, but I, I've already said that I'm, I fancy Keir Starmer, so there you go. That's it. I mean, you're, you're learning it all today, people. I feel quite sad da- that we're... Dan likes to... Marvel Build-A-Bears. Sam fancies Keir Starmer and wants a Care Bear. Sylvanian families are Aaron's favourite toys. He's oh, with Aaron, you get, put some in your handbag when you're back at work. <laughs> send, send, send me some freebies. <laughs> send you some freebies. Oh, <sighs> serious. Oh, I know you are. But, but yeah, so, you know. How are we, we going to bring it round to some sort of decent closure now? Because, let's face it, I feel like, I feel like the energy's gone. It's just been... Ayrshire Man says he loves Care Bears. Who doesn't? So he's happy to join right now. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know. I'm going to leave now. So. See, but this, this is what you get from Life Downloaded. Serious, in-depth conversation. Oh, and also, do you know what? I don't know how to turn off my emails. How do you do that? Turn them off. Yeah, because I keep coming at the top. Oh. Aaron says he's going to send you some pictures, possibly of Care Bears. I don't know. Um, what else do I like? What else do I used to play with? Polly Pocket. He po- loved that. See, I had the boys' version, Mighty Max. I had the boys' version. Are you joking? There was a boys' version. Well, very similar. Um, same concept, but like it, they were adventure places, so they had dinosaurs and zombies and. That that is quite. That's that's. That, I like that. I like Mighty that. Mighty Max. They were called. We used to have that, and they used to have these things called Coca-Cola Kids, and they were like soft dolls. They were very rare. I've still got, I've dug out all my old toys. I love it. Obviously a bit of Lego. See, Adam Adam has met Aaron in Build-A-Bear in Hamleys. See, it, we're, we're connecting the world right now. <laughs> and the world, um, I don't really think so. Um, <laughs> I think that was a stretch. That was an absolute stretch. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I would love to hear what people would like us to maybe talk about. Um, Toys, we'll try apparently. Get... <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore if we're just talking about this. So, um, <laughs> um, we we have we, me me the the, the the life downloaded team. We have been trying to get some um, lovely guests, but um, our schedules just haven't collided it's quite quite tricky trying to juggle everybody um which is fine and i'm sure that you're all happy with just both of us prattling on for an hour old school um but please let us know if there's anything that you would want us to talk about if we can maybe give our own advice um on a subject that you know maybe is challenging for you um like I think that's I, I you know I get a lot out of um, hearing what people really want because it's you know although me and Dan enjoy doing this and it's a good crack and you know we're really good friends I think you know it is a platform for good and that's why we set it up you mm. know we wanted to share information we wanted to be a support network for people 
um, um, not just within the disability community, but for everyone. Oh, my laptop's wobbling. Um, so yeah, so please, you know, um, DM us, um, and we will definitely, we'll definitely try and answer your questions. Um, or, or I'll tell you what, Adam, for next episode, because he's in the comments again, would you like me, assuming that we're still doing the live version, to have a bear of the podcast? Would that make you happy? <laughs> We have to get a bear now. I'll put a bear. I'll put a bear on screen. Hang on, um, I can get one. Wait. Hang on. Here we go. Look. Because this is if I came prepared. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Look, there you go. Polar bear on life downloaded. Because it's as if I came prepared. This is the famous bird's eye. I think it was bird's eye. Was it bird's eye? Yes, bird's eye polar bear. There you go. Ah. There you go. Bears on life downloaded. Not weird at all. <laughs> so we need a bear of the week and a fact about that bear on the next podcast for Adam. Bear of the week. No pressure. I think I've got a polar bear downstairs. I think so. I'm going to have to find it. I've got a big penguin around the corner. Of course you do. <laughs> that was a phrase I didn't think I'd hear today. Big penguin around the corner. I'm styling it out with a bear. Right, on that note, because again, I need a wee, and also I do actually have another meeting to go to because I'm very important and very popular. You are. Um, um, I am. Um, (laughs) It's lovely to see that your hair has grown. Massively, yes. My hair has grown a lot. Um, Thank you for everyone for joining us because you make it way much more funner. Way much more funner. That was beautiful, command of the English language. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought I've got a postgrad or anything like that. Like that was that was five years of good learning. Yeah, it was. Good, good. You know, I'm not in debt at all. Um, yeah, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much, and please stay in contact and let us know if there's anything that you want answering or just to for us to chat about. And I'll turn manage to turn off my um, email. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my notifications. So thank you. I have been Samantha Rank. I, as always, am Dan Edge. For those of you that want to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Life Downloaded, it's on the screen right now. Um, follow us all. If you want us to talk about stuff, drop us a message. Um, keep in touch. We'll probably do a next episode in about a week or so. This will get edited and put on the podcast side of things when I get time to do it and yeah we'll see you all next episode guys, hope you've had a good one, we'll even have a bear for Adam, I know he'll tune in especially but take care of yourselves, look after yourselves and we'll see you all soon see you later everybody